Hello, everyone. It's time for the Geary, Stein, and Stevens Show. The show that covers everything from sports to politics to news to entertainment and everything in between. And now your hosts, Troy Geary, Will Stein, and Dave Stevens. Well, 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 welcome everybody. Uh, it is good to be back in the saddle again. Dave Stevens here at the home offices, of course, in Bristol, Connecticut, doing so much traveling. Troy's been on the road. I've been on the road. Now we're finally able to come together uh, after my little tour of Florida. And uh, of course, Troy's been all over the place. And uh, it's great to see you, Troy. Uh, I'm sure you're back up, obviously, in Duluth. Has it warmed up there? Is it almost, uh, you get that two months of summer? Yeah, I think it's about 70 degrees today, so I'm happy with that. And you've been hitting uh, the road. I mean, you, we, we saw you at the uh, NFL draft, and, of course, uh, you know, you've been uh, covering some Twins games. I mean, what has this experience been like for you uh, to, you know, in one year? It's almost our year anniversary. Yeah, I mean, I, I love sports, so this is just like uh, like I'm a kid again. So going to all these events is just a, just a great thing, and, I uh, love the sport, baseball, football, all of them. So it's 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 fun. And uh, this is a great day as far as us being back and our show and, and being together again. And uh, we've got a great guest for today. He is, of course, uh, somebody that many of you remember from uh, his time in the major leagues. We'll bring him in right now. Kevin Mench, who played for uh, various teams in his eight-year career, mostly known for Texas Rangers organization and uh, such a great career that he had. Eight years uh, and, of course, in Texas, he had a couple of back-to-back seasons with 20 home runs. And uh, he's he's here joining us today to talk a little baseball, talk a little bit about his career, talk about the good times, the bad times, the fun times. Uh, Kevin Mench joining us uh, for a little while today to talk some sports. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to it, gentlemen. And, uh, Kevin, right out of the gate, you know, uh, there's a couple of things that, that you're known for. One of those is uh, you have – what was it? Seven consecutive games hitting a home run. I mean, what what was that like? I mean, to 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 be in the major leagues and do something that very few major league baseball players have done in their lifetime. I mean, what what was that like? I didn't really think about it much. I think I got more annoyed with the fact that the media would wouldn't leave me alone. I said, I can't wait for this to be over. They said, Why? I said, So you guys will leave me alone. I just I never really you know planned on this this whole streak happening. I know it happened after uh, my, the whole shoe incident with the shoes that were half size too small. It's funny. This streak started in, uh, in at home. And I think the, the night before we were in Seattle, I hit a ball off the top of the wall. I think it missed going out by maybe a foot at the most. So, you know, I missed it by the, by eight, a foot, you know, eight games by that. So, I mean, I never really thought about this, the streak and anything else. I was just going out there trying to just have fun with it. got to put you on the spot because uh what means more to you getting those uh, home runs in seven games or of course being inducted into the delaware sports hall of fame i think being inducted into the, the hall of fame i mean that's something that's for being from delaware i mean we're i mean you look at people is that the smallest state i said no rhode island is the smallest we are we were the first state to sign the constitution so being a Delaware kid, my you know that's that's always where my roots are from, and, and always been proud because there aren't a lot of professional athletes that come out of the state of Delaware to do that. You know, I live in Texas now, and uh, 
it's um, Tarrant County, which is where I live in, is probably the size of my state. You can drive through my state in an hour, and it's about what it takes to get through Tarrant County these days. So it's that's and records are made to be broken, correct? And then it was my record was tied this year by Mike Trout of all people, who was a South Jersey boy. So you know he grew up across the river from me, and uh, so if, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be him. And he tied it in Cleveland, the same place I set the record. For those who don't know, how did you get your nickname Shrek? And do you know who started that? Rusty started this this whole thing during spring training, whatever year that movie came out. Um, he'd always had a bag of with candy in it because he was trying to quit quit dipping. So he's always had candy, and I was always eating it. And uh, you know how you get banter back and forth, and he was he was saying stuff about it and I said, it'll never work. And as soon as we got done with stretch, he went over and told the media and then they ran with it from there. Well, it's, 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 it's such a good nickname to have. And, uh, you know, also I think, didn't you, you have the record and, and uh, you could look at this two ways. You, you had the largest helmet and hat <laughs> in, in major league baseball. I don't know if that's all true, but like the internet's 100% true. So why, you know, that's something you can believe in. <laughs> now, the biggest I ever went, I think, was an eight. <laughs> so it's, but if you get if you get a box of hats, they're not all the same size. For some odd reason, they all fit differently. I was a seven and a half, I think, in college. You know, so I varied all between. And I've seen some. I put on a kid. His name was Matt Rooney with Detroit uh, when I was playing, and I put his hat on, and it came down over my ears. But nobody believed me. Uh, it is what it is. People, people like it and do it. So it's, Hey, I have fun with it. And that's the thing. I uh, actually had a company called big melon gear, send me some stuff, some hats and their, their slogan was love your melon. And another one was one size never fits all. See, my problem with the hats are they're not deep enough. So they look like a yarmulke when I put them on. <laughs> so I like, I like visors. That was you know, you you when you were with the Rangers, I mean, you you had some very colorful teammates, um, and, and to say the least. And again, I know some of them were briefly there, some of them, but uh, a couple of them I wanted to talk about uh, before Troy jumps in is, uh, you know, I, I think it was one season you had with John Rocker. I mean, that guy is such a a, a unique character uh, away from the field, on the field. He says it like it is how he feels. I mean. Do you have any good rocker stories that uh, that we don't have to bleep out? No, I love Johnny Red. Now he is he is one of those guys that you know, like you said, he's just he's going to speak his mind. Um, and you know, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But he's always going to be honest and open with you. He would they would be in there uh, doing interviews, and I think it was a female reporter or something. And I think he had turned walked over there and took his towel and just started flossing himself from the backside while she was interviewing one of the players. I mean, he just didn't. John just didn't. He didn't care what people thought, and he just liked to have fun. I mean, if you look, he's, you've had conversations with him. He's like a, a a big kid, but he's he's knowledgeable, and he's and like I said, he's able to to tell you what he thinks and and what he feels, and it he doesn't care what you, you know if if you don't like it, but he's going to be honest with you, and that's why I, mean, I respect John for that being being able to be that way, uh, even now. He said we have conversations with him, and he's he's still the same thing. What do you think all these rule changes uh, Major League Baseball implemented this season? Are you for it, against it? What's your thoughts? I hate these rule changes. They've taken the purity out of the game. I mean, to standing ovations, some players coming in, you have to you have to write a letter prior to coming in. You can't just let 
the game, the feel of the game happen. We've got pizza boxes for bases. We've got pitch clocks. Guys making their major league debuts and they're getting docked the strike uh, either in the box or they're pitching because it, it, it's a lot to take in. And now all of a sudden you're, you're, you're taking that away from these guys. Um, the interactions with fans. I mean, now there's nets everywhere. If you want autographs, you've, hey, you got to go all the way down the foul pole to, to have something done. There's no more interactions. Guys spend more time, you know, on social media and everything else. It, it's it, it, just the way the game is played completely. It's, it's, it's gone away. And hopefully there's enough old school managers around that are trying to bring it back to where it was. I mean, you talk to fans, it's just, they 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 miss that they, they just the pure and baseball is the only game where you can really screw with it, you know hockey basketball football, you can't really mess with it. Analytics have destroyed the game completely, right? Yeah, you know it's they, it's they, they away from the car, right? Pitchers uh, they're red or they're green, so it says tonight that you're you're that you're green. Uh, that means that you have to pitch. But as a manager, I'm going to that guy and saying, hey, how are you feeling? Uh, it says you're, red, you're green here. How are you feeling? I'm a little sore. Okay, no, but well, the card says so. Or the, then you have the flip side. It says, well, you're red tonight, but how are you feeling? I'm good for, I can go out for an inning or so. Perfect. And that's what I mean. It, it was designed by people who've never probably, were probably last picked a dodgeball, never made it anywhere. And they're trying to change this to bring more people into the game that really could care less about the game of baseball. So they've, they've done all this and the numbers just, I mean, you go to a ballpark and I get nauseous. There's so many numbers that are thrown all over the place. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, what, when I was, when I was growing up, 30 wins is really the standard, right? 20 wins when I was playing. Now you're going to have relievers winning the Cy Young because starters are going three, four innings, right? I mean, it's, gosh, it's don't even get me on my soapbox. I'll, I'll just, <laughs> I'll lose it for a while. <laughs> is there any of the rules that are good? I mean, did you like the shift at least taken out? Cause I know Pudge, you know, had a lot of, he, he figured out how to beat that when you were playing. Exactly. I mean, it's it was the the rules were designed for the um this everybody wins philosophy when when i was playing guys were surgical with the bat you know you want to play the shift over here all right i'm going to hit it where you're where they're not now it's guys can't well learn to play learn to use the whole field i think i heard a story about uh, john cruck when he was growing up i guess his brothers were right-handed and he was left-handed so you know playing baseball in the backyard they apparently right field was closed so he would have to hit everything to left field, and that's why I think he was so good at what he did uh, as far as in the, at the, you know, at the major level, being able to hit the ball the other way. That's a story that I heard. I don't know if it's true. I, I was, I'm going to have Crocky come on my show uh, at some point. But, you know, you think about it. You make an adjustment, you know, not telling them, no, you can't play here. I think it, eventually if they continue to let this uh, the shift come up, you're going to have – it's going to look like a trapezoid in hockey, right, to have all these lines and cones all over the field where you can be, where you can't be. Oh, gosh. And I was just in a minor league game last week where the uh, you can challenge balls and strikes because a computer is is doing it. So, but that's uh, what I mean. I mean, what what are we what are we showing everybody? It shows that everybody. If I can't win, I don't want to play. Type of mentality. I'm going to complain every time something happens. Just like uh, well, you saw Harper the other day go after somebody in the in the Rockies dugout. Guys are tired of this. The, the old the old school guys. I, I talked to Bryce on opening day. Asked, These guys are they're tired of this me first mentality of, of look at me and everything else. And granted, there's more that went into the situation, but that's what they need. The, even the umpires, the, the older umpires, they want us to police the game, but we can't. Um, who wasn't got drilled? Oh, Rosarena that day against the Yankees got drilled twice. Perfect. 
That's what you get for sitting there trying to show somebody up and doing it. Act like you've done it before. Have a little bit of respect for the game or let let us let the players sort it out. Exactly. And uh, before we sort out a little more of this, uh, we're going to come back in just a second and address a little more things. In fact, uh, we'll talk to Kevin about what it was like to go overseas to play a little baseball, uh, talk about some other things. And uh, so just stay with us. It's Gary Stein and Stevens right here. And we're also on your home TV. How do I know? Check this out. Hi, everybody. Dave Stevens for the Geary Stein and Stevens Show at the Miami Marlins Ballpark. And you know what? We get great stars, celebrities, and entertainers on our show. But there's all kinds of great programming and content on your home TV. Your Home TV is a free on-demand streaming service reaching global audiences. They feature family-friendly programs with a vast selection of topics and interests. Their platform ideally matches content producers, leading viewers, smart device precision, and immersive HD experiences, plus ease of transaction solutions for everyone. Plus, they've got great shows and content like A Moment of Zen, Financial Freedom, the Retirement Halftime Show, and Make It Happen. And they have all kinds of travel shows, food shows, great programming, and great content. So for more information, go to yourhometv.com, check out the Geary Stein and Steven Show, and all of the other great shows, yourhometv.com. Tell them Dave sent you. Hi, everybody. Dave Stevens here for the Geary Stein and Stevens Show from Tropicana Field, home of the Tampa Rays. And you know what? Not everybody can be a Major League Baseball player, but you can look like a million dollars. What's the best way to do that? Well, go to FreshCleanThreads.com. Don't believe me? That's right. You can look professional, feel good, and not spend a lot of money by wearing Fresh Clean Threads. They have amazing shirts. They've got Henleys and polos, long sleeves, and even bomber jackets. And if you like them, you can save some money by typing in the show code GSS Show from the Geary Stein and Steven Show to save 20% off. So if you can't be a major leaguer and you want to dress like one, well, go to FreshCleanThreads.com. That's FreshCleanThreads.com. Tell them Dave sent you. Use that code GSS Show. All right, welcome back to the second part of uh, Gary Stein and Stevens. And uh, we are so happy, Troy, to pick the brain and mind of Kevin. Uh, Kevin, when you had your career, um, and, and we had talked about some of the guys that you played with, I mean, you were you were part of, uh, of a guy that signed at that time the biggest contract in the history of baseball. What was it like to be around that development of a young Alex Rodriguez? I mean... <laughs> The, just the talent side of what Alex was. I mean, it was six, was six four, six five. I mean, he could run, he could hit for power, he had an arm, he had all five tools. I mean, he had, even intangibles. Alex was a smart, smart guy, and he actually took me under his wing, kind of looked out for me, and helped. Kind of one of the guys that really helped show me, you know, how to carry yourself as a major league player, the things to do, you know, what not to do. We were um, really good friends. We're still, you know, still close to, you know, to this day. We. Um, and, and it's, and it's you know, just being around him and stuff, it's people always say, well, you know, he, he's, you know, he's an ass, he's this, he's that. I said, I said, you've got to understand people like that, that Alex's stature and, and, and what he is, you can't let everybody into your little world, right? Because if you do, you've opened the floodgates for it. And I was fortunate enough to be inside that, that circle of trust that he had to be around him to see that. And, and I can understand why people would say that if, if he's sitting here now, he'd have a conversation with you because he trusts me enough to bring people around. 
But at the same time, you know, I can see why people think he's arrogant and this and that. But, but talent-wise, the best player I've ever been around for the position he played, uh, the abilities he had, and and like I said, the leadership that he was able to do, and he did it for you know a long, long time. And that's a lot of pressure from for a high school kid as well, to you know coming out first pick in the draft and being able to to do that. And the guys that, that, that he's been around and, and the guys that I was around in that whole, you know, Juan Pudge, uh, Rafi, Kenny Rogers, Ismael Valdez, uh, uh, Herbert Perry guy, older veteran guys, just that whole niche and group of guys that I was able to kind of learn from and, and, and kind of understand the game of baseball from all aspects. And you would mention Pudge. I mean, talk a little bit about one of the most, uh, best hitting catchers of all time and again uh, his defense was was just magical i mean what was it like to watch that game where he was just you know running everything he's uh, i mean pudge is uh, like i said the probably he was the probably the best catcher he and johnny bench but of my era of, of playing with him and seeing him he was i mean he could hit the ball all over the ballpark he you know guys were afraid to run the pudges pudges back there you're not running you know we always had a great relationship so I still see him as well and just just being around him and, and seeing him, we always had, you know, we, even when he was in Detroit, uh, I'd go into the box and I'd bump into him just just because, just saying hello type of thing. We always had a, you know, a really good relationship. And but the, like I said, the abilities that he had um, to 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 be able to, I mean, when you go in there, not run. That's a, that's one thing you, you always heard. I'm not running. I wouldn't even get far off if he was in there because you knew he was going to try and try and pick you off. But and. But to be able to do all of that and be in sustainability, I mean, he played what 16, 17 years. So I mean, it's being able to do that and that playing a premium position and what it took on his body, it's uh, it's it's amazing and it's it's hard to it's hard to find now guys that can do that, right? The guys that can win MVP awards and you know and carry teams on their back, especially playing a premium position like he did. You host your own podcast as well. Tell us the viewers about it and where can we find it. It's called the Big Head Pod, the redundancy of the Big Head thing we have. Um, and we're on, it's on dubtalks.com. It's, it was created by, uh, actually, there's, we cover four major sports. I do the baseball side. Craig Ludwig does hockey. Derek Harper does basketball. And Isaiah Stanback and Nate Newton do the football side. So we're just kind of a conglomerate of, of all the sports here in the DFW area. And I just, I talk about it, anything and everything. You know, I like, people like to hear stories. Uh, I've had, I don't know if you guys know John Hirschbeck, major league umpire, uh, what his what he's had to deal with lost two sons to a rare genetic disease uh, while he was umpiring, and he was fortunate they just had a grandson born about eight nine months ago, and genetically cleared from all the the abnormalities that his that his boys had. So that's the, really the first son and everything else. So those kind of stories. Um, trying to think of some other one. I have had some some military vets on just telling creating the stuff that these guys are trying to create and going out and trying to to help people around you know just anybody everybody if we can help one person we've done our job so that's that's kind of what i'm trying to build the show around different stories of people and how they can their their reach and their effect they have on people uh, and that's and that's the biggest thing i mean i've had um the guy who created uh the wounded warrior amputee softball david van sleep former army um i know him real well yeah so that and so helping those guys being around the amputee guys and seeing those and seeing what what is done for them taking it from the softball side to the baseball side now still keeping in touch um, two of those guys are the first bilateral amputees that are police officers one in nassau county and one here in fort worth so i mean it's it's amazing just to be around that and you know, hear those stories of how these guys came to 
you know, where they are today from, you know, where they started in Afghanistan or Iraq uh, and, and the reach that they've had and, and what, uh, what David's created. And I love David. We talk all the time. And, uh, and now you're, you're on the show with a guy who played professional baseball without legs. So it's all tying together right there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. The, the only limitation is what, is what we put on ourselves. Right. That's right. the biggest thing. And I it's, love what Dave's doing with those guys. And, uh, you know, as, as we wrap up, I got to bring out something that, uh, I love to find some obscure things, not to embarrass our, our viewers, but to just kind of show that I do my homework and I do care who my guests are. So Kevin, I know your career took you to, uh, you know, a few major league baseball teams, but it did take you overseas. Yep. Um, if you remember what it was like to play over there and I want to hear this, uh, let's see if we got the audio here that'll play for us. Love live TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on. Went for our, for our listeners. Where did you find this stuff? <laughs> Where did you find this video? You must have driven over, flown over and gotten all this stuff. Yeah. That. Well, that's, that's a Kevin Mench home run. Grand slam. You can hear the announcers going over crazy there. Uh, what, what was that experience like over there? I mean, I know it wasn't exactly what you wanted. I saw a couple of interviews. But what, what was generally that experience like? Uh, nobody from Japan watches the show, so you're, you're allowed to talk openly here about that experience. <laughs> uh, have you guys just ever seen Mr. Baseball? Yes. That's exactly how baseball is played over there, how it's run. <laughs> that's 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 how it is. It's and it, it's different. They they only cheer for their team. They don't cheer against they don't cheer against the other team. Um, our our fan base actually, where we were in Henshin, are kind of the Red Sox of Japanese baseball. So we sell out everywhere we went. Um, and it was, it was definitely a different experience for sure of not, you know, trying to learn a whole new system, learn new pitchers and everything else. It's a lot to, to kind of take in at once. Uh, Practicing so I mean, on the day of games and the more like. Yeah. All that. Uh, a little bit, not much. It was more of, they're more information based. They give a lot. And I would even tell them, you know, that we'd have advanced meetings, but I mean, like I told you, the amount of information there, I just want to know how hard somebody threw. And what they were throwing. That was it. I didn't need anything else. But they were just all this stuff, situation, what they and it's it it was it was a lot of information for me to be able to and I just didn't I didn't need it, but they kept wanting to to spoon feed it through you. So I mean it was it's definitely different for sure over there. And you don't play no double headers and games can end in ties. And is it tougher though? Because I see we see how Otani and and, and Hideki Rabu and, and Ichiro they had successes over here. It seems like it's tougher for an American to go over there because one, they want Japanese players. They are expecting if you're an American to be the greatest player. And like, it seems like there's a lot of pressure and that language barrier where you have all the help over here. Did you have much help over there? Yes, you did. Cause it, you know, I think you're allowed like four foreign players. Anybody that's not Japanese on your team. And you had interpreters, probably three or four interpreters. And, and some of the guys they knew, Kind of like the the Latin guys, they know they don't let on. They know more English than they they'd like to, but they want you to kind of learn their language. So it, that it, like I said, the, the language part is is difficult. But and you're right though; they want you. They expect you to hit seven home runs a night, and it's and that's how that's that's how they want it to work. But it's and like I said, learning different pitches. They get 
over there, the, the zones are a little bit different. They get pitches that are more inside than they are away. So, I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff to take in in a short amount of time. So, I mean, you're trying to figure all this out and, you know, the culture uh, and everything else. The, the food was phenomenal. I love, love Japanese food. I was That was one thing it was that I definitely loved. The people over there were great as well. Just being able to have those conversations and just seeing them, though. I mean, it's especially when you're the tall, some when the, the tallest people in the room, they just have that look of you walk by and they just stare, stare at everything else. So, but it was it was definitely a, a, an experience for sure. Um, but like I said, it's and it's just like with, they teach you Spanish. We they teach they teach you the bad words first. Same thing in J- Japanese. They teach me the bad words first. So, yeah, it was That's it was always funny. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's funny it was, to see. You know, I play with Ichiro a, can speak seven or eight languages. You know, yep. but he but they can play dumb over here, so they don't have to deal with the media. You know, and exactly. That, that, that's pretty smart, uh, Kevin. As we wrap up, I just you know successes in college, thirty three home runs in college and in the major leagues. I mean, uh, how do you want to be known? What's what? Uh, you know, I say I leave my legacy, but what what's the Kevin Mench tombstone at the end of the day? <sighs> Um, I think it's probably the best was I always, add, you know, say people always say, Hey, I love watching you play. And I guess the biggest thing is just say, did you, Hey, did you get your money's worth? Right. Was I, did, you know, was that, was it everything you, you expected it to be? I guess. I know, you know, nobody's really asked me that before. And, but you know, I, I could talk to you about what my, I try and accomplish on my show is if, if I've changed one person's life today, I've done my job. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing I try and live by is, just trying to have fun and put a smile on somebody's face. And then well, like I said, you, always trying to have fun. Here, and I know you're fan friendly and, and it was, it was always great to watch you because when I worked at ESPN, we had to, you know, always follow you guys. So it was, it, it's great. And I, I know we wish you had had that opportunity to play on those successful Texas teams and uh, that, that they've, it's been neat to see that organization, you know, kind of rebound and, and, and get up there. But now, you know, what, what do you think about the Rangers right now? I'm playing pretty good baseball right now, and I mean, I know it's still early, and there's, I think, are they at first or close to it? I think they they might be game game up yeah. maybe, but they're, I mean, they're playing well offensively. Uh, I think Atlanta's in town right now. They they took a thumping, I think, last night. But I mean, as far as you know, the the team they seem to have bought into what uh, Bochy's brought in, and they have a lot of of old school guys in that in that staff. They got Tony Beasley at third base coach. You got Bochy, you got Mike Maddox, pitching coach. So you've got some guys that are around. Uh, I played with Chris Young, who's now the general manager. Uh, smart kid, smart guy. And I think, like I said, he he had this picked out, I think, before, right when Daniels was fired last year, or the manager who he wanted to bring in because it was – I think the culture needed to change, and I think that the team is finally buying into it. I know they went out and – Paid the Grom a, a hefty contract, so but I, he's out for a few more weeks. Only time will tell if you know if, if that's going to pan out or, or or whatnot. So it's right now they're they're where they need to be. Are they going to make a deal at the deadline of what they need? Who knows? But I think they've got an open checkbook ready to go to see what happens. So uh, like I said, they're playing good baseball and, uh, from top to bottom. You know. And, and where do we see you down the road? Are you going to get into coaching or do this podcast or all these things that uh, you got brewing? Just the podcast. I can't get into coaching. People, kids don't listen anymore. I stopped coaching my my kids, thirteen year old son's baseball team because kids don't listen. So I don't want to get up and deal with grown adults that, that don't listen. 
So it's we just sit here and sit back and watch, and you know some of this stuff. Uh, if you watch Jeff Fry on social media through some of the stuff he's gone through and the way they've taught people to actually swing the baseball bat now, we just sit back and baseball is going to sink itself if it keeps going down this path with what they're what they're doing. So it's uh, we've we've got a lot to fix. Hopefully, hopefully we can get back to it. Hopefully, there's enough guys, old school guys that are that are around that are not going to let. Um, this younger generation of me first take over. So I guess only time will tell. Uh, and if the players are going to honestly, I mean, what they tell us, yeah, the players love the pitch clock. Have you actually sat down and talked to them about it? No, they're saying this and that the ones I've talked to don't like it. So how long before they stand up to that? I don't know. So, but who knows what's next robot? We have robot umpires. Who knows? Uh, one more time, uh, the name of the podcast, where we can find it, website, all that fun stuff. The Big Head Pod on uh, the Dub Network. Just go to dubtalks.com and check it out on social media. Just at Kevin Mench 28 Just check it out and see. Like I said, there's always good stories brewing on there for sure. Yeah, we could go all day talking to you, but uh, I guess we got to wrap. you got things we got to do. So thanks, Kevin, for joining us and uh, being a part of our show and just giving us some insights. Uh, I love your vulnerability and and best Absolutely. of luck to you and everything that you're doing. Absolutely. Anytime you guys need anything, just let me know. I'm always here. Yeah. I always we like to have a good conversation. Again. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. All yep. right. Thanks. That's Kevin Mensch joining us. Uh, Troy, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, just to be able to get some insight in some of those things, it, it really is awesome. Yeah. I mean, he was a fan favorite for a reason. You can see why. He's just a uh, great guy. So. Absolutely. Well. That's going to do it for our show today, so continue to watch us. Follow us on all social media platforms, and uh, hey, we're going to continue to do what we do. We've got a year under our belts, and we continue to try to give you the best uh, conversations that we can have on your home TV and Apple and all of the things where you can watch and listen to this show. So I'm Dave Stevens for Troy, and wherever Will is, that's a wrap.